0: So I want to share today about the value of being a church that is committed to the generations. Yeah? I know it's very fitting to our baby dedications, but this is not why I chose it. It's really because I believe in it. You know, I don't have children on my own, but that... That's not what we're talking about necessarily. You know, it's not just about our physical lineage, our physical heritage. I believe this is about the believers of Christ, the believers of God taking ownership and seeing more than just their own personal story. Have you ever felt slip into this self-pity party moment? Or is it just me? Ah, Someone said yes. (laughs) That's good. I'm sure we have all done it, or we we are going to continue to go there, we're going to continue to just be consumed with our own needs, our own wants, and it's okay, okay, (laughs) it's okay to have needs and wants, but you know, one of the things that really has helped me and is going to continue to help me to snap out of this moment is to actually go back to exactly that. It's not just about me, it's about the generations. Not just about my present moment, but about the generations that are going to benefit from what God is doing in my life. Amen? In, in our lives together. So what does this concept of generations mean? And I'm sure we all have a, an idea. One of it is all of the people born and living at about the same time regarded collectively, okay? and it's also the lineage from one descendant to the next. And in both contexts, we have different people, different ages, different experiences, you know, grouped together as one, whether in time or heritage. And I actually love this concept about the generations. And I quickly want to show you my lineage, <laughs> my uh, family tree, it's a bit overwhelming. Um, <laughs> Okay, so in the middle, that's me. (laughs) That's me in the middle. Um, On the bottom, my mom, and on the top, everything from my dad. And I counted, I think it's 11 generations that we know from. (laughs) So I'm very blessed with that. Okay, I I realize not everyone can do that. Not everyone has has all the information, but my brothers and aunts and uncles, they're crazy about this stuff. So (laughs) I get to share it. Okay, so we all have a concept of that. We all understand. You guys can take it off again. We all understand our natural. We have some where we come from. And hopefully we're going to carry something into the future. But what about this generation? What about this group of people? What about the people of God right now? The generation all living and breathing at the same time. Do we put the same amount of importance on that as maybe our personal lineage? Do we see the value of what this means today? What this means for the future? What this means, the purpose and the value of us together as one generation, as the generation right now living and breathing? Because I believe that our God is interested in this right now. He's the God of generations. Throughout the whole entire human history, God presents himself and he, he speaks and he speaks about his faithfulness and his character to the generations. And I believe he wants to do it again, right now, even. You know, in Genesis 9, we have this a bit of like a reset, right? A reset of Noah and the ark and God actually establishing a new covenant. A covenant And it says, for all the generations to come. A covenant for all the generations to come. That's not just a little throwaway line. This is like major. Like a reset of the earth. But he declares that he's going to be faithful. And that he's not going to do that again. He's going to be faithful for all the generations to come. His covenant and his rule has not stopped. And it will not stop even in the uncertainties that we find ourselves in right now. So I want to encourage you to remind yourself constantly, often, that he is still ruling and reigning, and that he has an everlasting kingdom. And this Psalm, Psalm 145, has been a really big help to me this year, and I want to share parts of it with you today. Psalm 145, in verse 13 to 21, it says... Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures through all generation. Amen. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand And satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. What a beautiful passage, right? You know, and, and, and the last 12 months personally for me have been quite challenging. <laughs> it's probably one of the most difficult times of my life. And... Um, you know, and, and sometimes in these, these seasons where it's difficult, you know, maybe battling some health challenges or emotional challenges or whatever it is. You know, one thing that I really, really had to retrain my mind again is what it says in this verse, in verse 16, is you open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. You know, instead of thinking God has a closed hand towards me, he has an open hand. He wants to give. He wants to satisfy. And I wonder if you can take maybe one thing right now from today. How do you see God? Do you see him with an open hand towards you? Do you see him with, you know, actually the one that can satisfy your every need? Do you see that or do you see it closed? Maybe through an experience or disappointment, like it feels like it's, his hand is closed. But no, we can, we can believe the word of God. His hand is towards you. It's open towards you. Amen? Yeah. So many things about who he is and who he is in his everlasting kingdom. Amen? Throughout all generations, we can be sure and confident that this covenant he established is not breaking. Amen? Yeah. And I love God, I love what he does in this story. (laughs) He doesn't just leave it there. He actually takes it one step further by bringing Jesus, by bringing his son, by bringing his redemptive story (laughs) into the earth. He does one better. He doesn't just promise that he is faithful through generation. He actually brings a person, a family member, yeah, not just not just some random random thing or poetry or whatever. He brings a person to say, "Hey, here, look, I am faithful. You can rely on me. You can come to me. You can be connected back to me through Jesus." Amen. Like he tops it. <laughs> he tops all the beautiful psalms by Jesus, the person of Jesus. And then One step further, he actually says in 1 Peter 2, 9 to 10, and Peter speaks to the Gentile Christians here, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Okay, so he promises throughout all generation that he's got an everlasting kingdom, and he's going to be faithful. And then he brings Jesus, tangible, like the word of God, tangible as a person in flesh, To reconnect us with him. And then he says, and now you are a chosen generation. Now you, the people that have received mercy. Now you're not just some random generation. You are a chosen generation. Amen? And I think that is an absolute sign of God's value on your life and my life. He values us, he brings salvation, but then he actually says, you have purpose. You have something to do as a chosen generation. Amen? Not just salvation to, you know, not just so we end up in heaven, but right now, right here, this generation, living at the same time, breathing at the same time, you have a purpose. You are a chosen generation. Amen? And I just want to quickly share three things that I believe we can take and, and really apply into our day-to-day life so that we can actually bring this, be this chosen generation, bring this solution to our, yeah, this generation. Yeah? Are you with me? Yeah. Still? Okay, good. Number one, committed to the generation, I believe, means to honor the past but just not getting stuck in it. Okay, (laughs) it's easy to get stuck in the past. I grew up in a beautiful little town called Herrnhut. Anyone has heard of it before? Yeah, three Germans, four Germans, that's good. (laughs) In English, it's uh, the Moravian Church, okay? So it's quite a bit of uh, church history in that, quite known, to be honest, in certain parts of the world. And I grew up there. And I grew up with all the amazing stories, all the amazing miracles, like literally amazing miracles that God did three hundred years ago. And and I loved it, I loved hearing that, you know, as a little girl. And I, I'm I'm sure it shaped me a lot <laughs> hearing about people that had faith, like crazy, crazy faith, to to bring the gospel all around the world. But, you know, I remember as a teenager, I had this moment. I had this moment. It's like, I can't say the word. Anyway, you know, we have thousands of tourists come every year. Come, pray, stand at the grave sites, you know, of the important people. Pray at the places where God was moving back then. Pray for the same spirit. Pray for this to happen again. And it just got me a little bit agitated after a while, because I was like, this is great. This is awesome. We're going to honor the past. But what is God doing today? Who's going to help my school friends to get to know Jesus? Who's going to, you know, what's God doing right now? He's not going to do the same thing. He wants to do something different, something new, something that is right for now. Something that's going to help you, help me, to actually bring this this purpose into the earth. To make us this chosen generation that's going to take Jesus and all that he's accomplished to the people that are in our world. And I just remember, like, I'm thankful for everything that God did. I'm thankful for the stories. Thankful for the millions of salvations. Only heaven will tell. (laughs) But God, what are you doing right now? What am I going to be part of? What are you going to do with me? Let's learn from the past and certainly give God all the glory. But he has a fresh thing for us to do. Fresh solutions for us today. Amen? Amen. Maybe on a personal level, what, what is it? What can it be in, in our lives that we are like praying for God to do the same thing like maybe 10 years ago? Well, but he wants to do something new. He wants to move you forward, not backwards. Amen? So let's honor the past, but see and participate in what God is doing right now with us. Amen? Number two, committed to the generation means being committed to the present. I love this verse in Acts 13:36. It has a bit of a weird ending, but start is good. <laughs> in the amplified version, okay? For David, after he had served the purposes of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was buried among his fathers and experienced decay. Okay, he died. But before that, he served God in his generation. Do you want to serve God's purposes in your generation? Do we want to do that? And that's why I was asking, do we see the value of this? Do we see the purpose of this? Because if we see it, what would, what would stop us to serve God in our generation? If he brings us from all around the world, this tapestry of wonder. Let's keep the wonder in it. <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> thank you. Danke, <laughs> Mark. Let's keep the wonder in what God is doing with us. Amen? And put action to it. So maybe simply it could mean honoring the present, being committed to the present, could mean positioning yourself as a kingdom builder this year. Stepping up. Maybe, again, not just hearing the word, but actually taking it and meditating on it. Taking, if it's one verse, if it's Psalm 145 this week, read it over. And over and over and over again. I don't know. There's many ways we can do this. You can even record it on your own cell phone and listen to it every day. I don't know what it is. But can you take something and, and fill your soul with it? Fill your soul with it. Can you learn something from today? And do it. Maybe it's maybe considering to actually solve a problem that we have together as a team or as a church or in your work or in your family Maybe just considering to stepping up and saying, okay, I'm gonna be part of the solution. Or maybe it's simply coming a few minutes early or a few minutes staying a few minutes late, not just rushing in and out, but really maybe seeing one new person or someone. You know, I'm a shy person <laughs> from naturally I'm a, quite a shy person. But you know what? Because I've seen it, someone did it to me. And I can learn how to get over my insecurities. I can learn how to not be shy <laughs> and actually just smile, speak, and help someone. You can do it. We can do that. It's not impossible. Seems impossible. It's not impossible. <laughs> you know, again, being committed, committed to the present. I've You have seen my family tree, you know, and 20 years ago that... One got really cancelled hours, my dad died 20 years ago. And for me that moment was quite difficult, as you can imagine, I'm sure some of you can relate. But you know what? Being in the house of God gave me again a sense of community, a sense of family, a sense of generations, a sense of hope, a sense of I'm not alone, my past is not, my future is not over even though a big part of what I saw was over. Amen? If we want to see a way forward, we need to point our present to the future, not to the past. Just ask yourself this week, how can I make it better for us? How can I make it better for us? Maybe write something down on that card. Take two cards, take three cards, I don't know. Okay, number three. And the team can come up. Number three, committed to the generations means to be loyal to the future. I already touched on it, but what is it that I'm doing today that's going to have an impact on the future generations? Obviously hard for the house, but you know what? This whole prayer and worship thing, I think is more than just a little thing. I think... You know and if you don't if you don't know how to pray or if you don't know how to worship just ask <laughs> please ask ask someone ask me i don't know i don't i can have a coffee but it's so much more than just a few minutes on a sunday i believe prayer and worship it is like pushing back the darkness pushing back saying i do not believe the lies of the enemy i believe the word of god i believe God is able, I believe he's for me. I believe that he is trustworthy. It's not just speaking words in the atmosphere, in in, in nothing. It is powerful beyond our belief. (laughs) And you know, this is what the next generation needs from us. This is what the little babies need from us. Consistently pushing back the darkness taking territory that has been lost. Amen? They need us to keep praying. They need us to keep worshiping. They need us to push back the enemy and prepare the way for miracles. Amen? Amen. I remember when I was 10 or something in this age, and my brothers had their friends over, and I'm, I think it was like a youth thing, you know, and I had every week or something. And I remember... I always wanted to be with them, obviously. You know, younger sister, you always want to be with your older siblings. But I remember, like this one evening, I did not want to be tucked in my bed by my mutti or fati <laughs> or by my brothers, but by this one girl, this one teenage girl that I was looking up to. And it meant the world to me for her to come and say goodbye to me. And I just remember it still like it was yesterday, because it was a big deal for me. Because I felt like I felt like someone's someone's valuing, like someone's interested in me, someone that's further down the road. And it was so important to me. Because I looked up to her and I was like, maybe one day I, I want to be like that. And I these are just little moments, but for me i can still remember it so what is what is it that the environment that we can create here together for the children for the teenagers that's going to establish godly values in their life it's going to teach them to pray it's going to teach them to worship it's going to teach them to be generous what a privilege what a privilege right yeah. Yeah. and that's what i mean when we start going into our little own little self Pity, whatever, sometimes. Or just selfishness. We're all selfish. It's it's just... I don't know. (laughs) It is human nature. But just think, God, what can I do for the generations? What can I do for this generation? What can I do for the next generation? And I want to finish with the first part of Psalm 145. And it says... I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commands your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious spender of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion and all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all All people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious spender of your kingdom. Amen? Amen. Here David has been the beneficiary of someone else telling him about the mighty acts of God. And as a response, he says, I will proclaim your great deeds. I will meditate on your wonderful works. And I really pray that we will be those people that the next generation will be a worshiping generation. There will be a generation proclaiming the good works that God has done and who he is, amen? So that all people may know of his mighty acts and the glorious spender of his kingdom, amen?